the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good afternoon and welcome into another Saturday on Woods and Water. Taylor, we got I got in trouble for this because I don't say who I am yeah, at the beginning of the show. I don't I don't. So it's just Mr. Woods and Water. If, if no, it's not. It. But I, I somebody said, well, you need to say, tell people who you are. So, hello, my name is Roger Metz, <laughs> <laughs> and, and my daughter Taylor is co-hosting with me. Hello, everybody. And and today, Taylor, we are in for a good one. Oh yeah. This is one of those folks you're going to need to perk up, get you another glass of sweet tea, get inside the air conditioner, and uh, and just listen because. Well, he's, he's on with us now. We've, we've got Tom Mulliken on, who is leading the South Carolina 7 Trek across South Carolina in July. Uh, Tom, welcome to Woods and Water, South Carolina. Thank you for taking time to do this. Oh, thank you, Roger. It's great to, great to hear your voice. And, Taylor, I know we're going to have a wonderful conversation this morning. <laughs> it's always nice when you can meet your guests ahead of time, Taylor. We had, we had the opportunity to meet Tom in Columbia last week. We had a, a function down there, and he was there. We got just got a few minutes, and... and Tom, you'll know it when in our emails back and forth. We're not going to have trouble filling this up, are we? <laughs> no, sir. We're going to have a good time. So buckle up. Buckle up, folks. That's exactly right. But, uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in to Woods and Water South Carolina. It's going to be a great show. You're going to, there's a lot of information about a lot of great places in South Carolina that you can hike to. You can uh, horseback ride. You can kayak on. You can go take pictures of waterfall. You can fish. You can, it's just South Carolina. And, you know, is I've lived here my whole life. Taylor, you have too. Tom, you have too. For the most part, you lived in the South Carolina whole life. But there's so many layers to South Carolina outdoors. There really are. It's the most beautiful place on earth. And I, having traveled to every continent on earth now several times, I can say that with full assurance. We live in the pearl of earth. That's for sure. Absolutely. Okay. Now that that brings up what good guests just know how to work a show, don't they? And Tommy, I know you've done this. Man, you have been you have done CNN, you have done all the major news networks, contributors, you've led uh National Geographic Expeditions, you've been on continents, you've dove all in fact you're a you're a, a what is it? You're a um oh gosh, the, the certification you had to get to go Arctic diving. Um uh, certified ice diver. Yeah, certified ice diver. You you're <laughs> You have a resume, <laughs> and that's what makes this so great, that, that you have experienced a whole lot um, over your life. I mean, you lifelong resident, well, most like I said, most of the time you were in Virginia for a while, uh, lived right there in Camden, South Carolina, got a, a law practice there, uh, but you have you have gone and done a lot. Take just a few minutes. Tell us how you got started all these expeditions and travels, and then some of the places you've been. Well, thank you. Thank you for all that, Roger. We we have had a – it's been a wonderful life. I'll turn 60 on the trail, and uh, I've really been – some people say it is cliche, but uh, to get to know me, you'll you'll realize it is true that I've been blessed beyond any, any measure of expectation. It's uh, 
we started traveling, uh, I guess, 40 years ago. I was inspired by reading the books on Theodore Roosevelt, who oh. was, you know, my hero. And <laughs> I wanted to do some of those things. I, I'll tell you, the, the first trip of any consequence I took was um, to Alaska. And uh. it's been 40 years ago now. And I just um, I decided I was going to go. I was going to teach myself how to hunt and fish up there, which is not the way to go, by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because you'll learn all the hard lessons the hard way. Yes, you can. <laughs> yes. I had a bag and went up there, and I, I, I well remember early in my life going and just seeing how far I could climb just to where I'd hear nothing. And it was it inspired me. So I think what has happened over 40 years is I've, I've just kind of pushed my comfort level out. Um, the first mountain of any, of any real size I climbed was Kilimanjaro, and it was – I really didn't know what I was doing on that either. I showed up <laughs> in camo clothes. And, oh, gosh. <laughs> I mean, I, I arrived at the base of Kilimanjaro with all these Europeans and all their color-coordinated outfits. And I had I was coordinated. I had camo yeah. jackets, camo yeah. pants, and, uh, and a pair of brogan brown shoes. I realized, you know, not having some hiking boots and some walking sticks was probably a pretty good thing. Um, but I also realized that if you had heart determination, you could buy that stuff pretty cheap about halfway up. <laughs> <laughs> Think about that one for a few minutes, folks. <laughs> so we, we started, really it was for the first maybe 15 or 20 years, it was just hunting and fishing. Okay. And what climbing I did, I was associated with, with hunting. And at that time, I looked at mountain climbers and said, why in the world would you just climb that mountain? Just to climb it. And I think that the first time you break the clouds on the summit day, when you're really at, a, at an altitude, 18, 20,000 plus feet, it just gets in your blood. You, It's almost a religious experience. So we we started checking off the, some of the biggest mountains on Earth, and we climbed climbed on the, all the seven summits. We don't have summits on all of them. Um, We've summited about 25 mountains, wow. highest mountains around the world, and have dives in all the ocean. I'm I'm often asked, what's it like um, diving under the ice in the Arctic and Antarctic? Yes, and tell us. It's cold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Don't let them tell you different. <laughs> it's, uh, it's fascinating. I mean, down in the uh, – we've – We've had very interesting dives in the, in the Antarctic, um, in the southern sea off of Antarctica. And it is fascinating to be under the ice with penguins and seals and all the sea life. And in Alaska, we've had dives with uh, orcas and other whales, which is wow. interesting. And also, you have to be very careful. And then every year, sure. I teach a class out of Galapagos. Uh, for the University of San Francisco, Quito, on their Galapagos campus, and the diving there is just extraordinary. So it's it's just been a process of growing. But I, here's the thing, and I think this maybe is a little bit different than others. It's always been about education. I just simply wanted to learn. I was I was a curious sort. You know, was growing up, little guy with a big mouth, you know, that commercial, <laughs> Mike will eat it. <laughs> Give it to Mikey. He'll try it. <laughs> exactly. And so... It, it really has been remarkable. Virginia and my wife, my, my sweetheart, my rock, we've been together since she's 14, so I've exhausted my nine lives a couple of times, so I'm I guess sure. I have the Lord to, to be thankful to. Yes. And uh, uh, all that, JAG officer, uh, 
And, Army uh, Master Fitness Trainer. Yeah, Army Master Fitness Trainer. Wow. Yeah, that was a that was a fun. I went through Army Master Fitness Trainer school when I was 37, and I was in there with a um, a number of active duty special operators, and of course, then even at 37, I imagine. I can't imagine what they say now. I was a grandpa. <laughs> yeah, really. It, it was a it was a great course. Learned a lot, uh, and it, you know, spent a lot of time with soldiers that were trying to get get themselves in shape. And that a lot of the skills that I learned there, I've applied in other areas. Martial arts has been a big part of my life, um, and and the breathing and stretching that really has helped. The breathing. The, the classes we teach uh, in SCUBA, of course, we certify through various agencies, but we right. also have our own class of ninja diving where we focus on breathing. Um, wow. You know, SCUBA is a, is, is a, is a, is a breathing issue. Yes. Um, and um, self-contained underwater breathing apparatus. And so we focus on the breathing part. And it, it really does make a big difference. So shout out to our guys here in South Carolina. Um, I was honored to be inducted into the Black Belt Hall of Fame last year. Wow. Alongside some real legends, uh, Keith Vitale, who's a national champion many times. Mike Genevieve in Columbia is a national champion many times. Wow. And martial arts is another thing in South Carolina that doesn't get the credit that it deserves yeah. with some of these legends. Absolutely. Well, that's, uh, you know, <laughs> I told you we were going to chew up some time, and that's really the first segment already, Taylor. Um just a little background into our guest, Tom. I mean, and we got a lot more to go. And I, when we come back, I want to dive into the South Carolina Seven and and roll with it and and get some interest up for some people. Yeah, you know, they've heard this stuff before, but maybe they just need to hear it one more time. So that sounds wonderful. Absolutely. Well, hang on, folks. We'll be back with more Woods and Water South Carolina on the other side of the break. Welcome back to Woods and Water, South Carolina. Tom, I'm sure you can, uh, as growing up in Camden, you can you can see those rows of cotton just like I can. Oh, yeah. Love them. <laughs> Love them. That's home. That is home. So we're going to jump right in to the SC7, and I'm going to ask you straight off the bat, why SC7? What made you want to do this? Thank you, Taylor. That's a great question. It was um, really the confluence of a couple things. We had been asked by the governor uh, a couple of years ago to chair a new commission he was putting together, the South Carolina Floodwater Commission, to address the changes from uh, that we're experiencing in the state from flooding, extreme weather with climate change. And uh, we wanted to – we presented him last year with a 400-page report, but we – we also told him we were going to continue to solicit uh, opinions and thoughts from people across South Carolina. We didn't want to be an arm of government pushing down uh, ideas on people and communities, but rather listening to them because we really have gotten some wonderful ideas. And with that sort of in the back of our mind, last winter, my son and I were climbing Mount Everest in, in Nepal, 
and I don't recommend, by the way, a winter climb. <laughs> I wasn't going to say <laughs> anything. <laughs> You'll find out what cold really is. <laughs> uh, and, and in fact, that gave rise to this. We're like, as we were there, and it was it was cold. We were like, there's just got to be a way to do the seven summits than this kind of cold. And you know, kind of joking about it. And we said, you know, we live in the most beautiful place in in the world, and we have really historic monumental beauty in our state we need our own south carolina seven so we came back and uh, you mentioned earlier i'd served as a expert for national geographic well national geographic has already recognized two of the places we have in the jocassi gorge in our mountains and uh, the ace river basin along the coast as some of the greatest places on earth so we sort of use that as a the bookends and we began doing more research and found that they're just some wonder, and, and of course, knowing that, but we put this this uh, trail together. We most of it is the Palmetto Trail, which is a yeah. wonderful opportunity yes. to get out, right? Yes, and I and and Mary Rowe has been on this show many many times talking about the Palmetto Trail. Well, they have done just an incredible job with that trail. So we'll be on every segment of the Palmetto Trail, and we're tying in some real jewels along the way, and created this new trail. And we hope that this. The patch that's been created will be something that will be looked forward to by others that, that climb and dive around the world with us. And I've, I've told them, I said, you come down in July in South Carolina <laughs> and you beat my time on this 500 miles and I'll climb Everest and nothing but my wink thong. With you. <laughs> you don't know what tough looks like until you've been through a South Carolina summer. <laughs> and, you know, when we, when we were talking about this, I was like, Gosh, there's there's plenty of times a year other than July to do this, but your original intent was to have people join you, right? We and it just it really hurts my heart that we're having to limit those that'll be coming. I <clears throat> I have said that when this is over and the governor opens the state back up fully, because the threat of the COVID nineteen has has gone away, I I will do it again, and I'll do it. We're going to do it every year for sure. In oh July. wow. For the, People wanted to do it in six months. Um, I'd, I'd be happy to lead a group where we could take more than just the half a dozen or a dozen that will be on this. Sure. So it, it's going to be fantastic. And, and let me say we're starting every day with a devotion. Um, Dr. Bill Jones, um, Chancellor at Columbia International University, uh, Father Donnie Hayes and the South Carolina Baptist Convention, they have helped populate the entire trail with local ministers and so every morning we will get up to devotion and then we'll hit the trail after that so it's it's, it's been a wonderful collaboration with private sector and the agencies prt dnr the private with yamaha right waters those guys do remarkable work and they have jumped in with both feet and we're just so excited about all of the, the partners that we've been able to pull together yeah, the the Governor Floodwater Commission, the, the South Carolina National Heritage Quarter, Palmetto Trail, DNR, uh, Pickens County, Visit Oconee, the Aquarium, Riverstead, I mean, you, Dorchester County, Cape Romaine, Coastal Expeditions is a great place to uh, to go explore the low country with. Uh, South Carolina State Parks, you really, yeah, in the Nature Conservancy, you really got a lot. The Forestry Commission, some of the boat companies here, Palmetto Pride, and the National Park Service. So, yeah, you pull together a really diverse group of people, uh, which shows how appealing all of this is, really. 
people, I, I struggled when <clears throat> when we got word of this pandemic as to whether we should move forward. But what I found is that there was such an, an outpouring. I think people wanted something to, to focus on that was positive, yes, sir. healthy. You know, the, the best health is the best defense against COVID. Absolutely. And, and we need people in this state back out in the environment. And I think if there's any sort of message coming out of this is that we have some of the most beautiful state parks and national forests in the world, it, literally in the world, within a you know an hour or two from people all across the state. And we need to get people back out. Get a, you know, turn that TV off, all sure. that toxic vitriol, <laughs> and reconnect with, with the environment that they have right in front of them. And I and being the pandemic and there was not much advertising going on, I had to you know, add inventory to burn, and I put out one that said, you know, the outdoors is not closed. You know, it's not closed. Isn't that true? And I and I have had more positive feedback from that little bit of of advertising that I have on some of the best paid ads I've ever had on the show. It, it is. It really is true. We have it beautiful. Now, let me let me say this for the, the National uh, Heritage Corridor. You mentioned Michelle yes. McCall. Uh huh. That woman is a force of nature. You know, we have the we have the earth and the planets and the sun and Michelle McCollum. She's putting out energy like I've never seen. And partnering with her and all that she and her team have been able to do is it's just absolutely remarkable. Yep. Well, let's dive into it. Uh, South Carolina 7, they have a website, SouthCarolina7.com. They have a Facebook page, South Carolina 7. Uh, you can find out a whole lot of information about this, but we're going to kind of take the rest of the show and just run through not the entire itinerary because there's 30 days of it. Want to hit some of the high points. And, you know, it wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be proper to start with the place it's all going to begin, and that's in Oconee County, the Garden of the Gods. Um, where are you going to be when you start this thing off, Tom? We're going to start at the Oconee County State Park, and we'll we'll, we'll hike through those uh, passages there, including the Stump House Passage, but Valhalla, right, the Garden of the Gods. Yep. It's really <clears> – <throat> I did a little presentation with them yesterday, and I, I don't know if, if it should be applauded or, or chided because – We've let the secret out. Oconee County is, is truly <laughs> just an absolutely gorgeous place. From the mountains to the to the lakes that they have there, those Duke Lakes, Lake Kiwi. Um it it's just it, it's a, it's amazing. Let me say this, I'm gonna probably step on some toes here. Uh people ask me why I went to Carolina, not Clemson. I said, obviously, because I've never been to Clemson before. I signed up. I mean, <clears throat> Clemson is in that whole area north of there yes. and west. Yeah. It, it really is remarkable. So it's it a is. beautiful area. We'll start there. Senator Thomas Alexander, um, who is really the standard for selfless service in this state, uh, he'll he'll shoot the flare off and we'll begin what will be about a 500-mile hike and raft and kayak and dive across our beautiful state. In day two, you you enter one of those wonders that National Geographic has classified, and that's the Chattooga River, one of my favorite places to go to trout fish. Oh, it's um, I I I've always lived in Camden, but I commuted to Charlotte, and I used to take my <clears throat> team to the um. Jatuga River, we called it Deliverance Weekend. <laughs> Paddle faster, boys. I hear banjo music. <laughs> yeah. 
and, and it, it's amazing, um, you know, living in the sand hills of South Carolina, how quickly you could move into just a completely different part of the world yes. when you move into that river. And, and um, if you haven't, if you haven't rafted down the Chattooga and you live in South Carolina, you've really missed a wonderful opportunity. It's, um, you know, it was famous long before Burt Reynolds. Yes, he, it was. <laughs> and it's been famous, uh, even more famous now. And I'd, I juke, but really we have just tremendous activity in Oconee County now, some great leadership and people moving in rapidly. So we'll look forward to being on that river. I'd, I like to get out of the raft and just kind of float down the river, to sure. be honest with you. Sure. And uh, we will really enjoy that. That'll be a good respite in between hiking on the day one and then that day three on Sassafras Mountain. Yeah, yeah. Taylor, you got that second one. Second wonder of South Carolina. Got and about two is- minutes here, so y'all fit in yeah. Sassafras in two minutes. That's the high point of South Carolina. And actually, Dad, you went to the reveal of the observation deck. Yes, I went to the grand opening observation deck on Earth Day 2019. 2019. Yep. That is an impressive compass. Yes, the compass on the floor of the observation tower is impressive. It's um, it's beautiful. I mean, they, I mean, you could see. Is it is is that where we can see three states? Yes, sir. Yes, yes sir. North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee. Yeah, just um, amazing. When I think when people think of the early days of, of the mountains and Blue Ridge and Smoky Mountains and all that, that that view right there is what they're thinking about. And it's there's no place better. Uh, you know, we don't have the 14ers as they say out in the Rockies or. Colorado, but we do have some of those beautiful mountains on Earth, and that place, and on top of Sassafras Mountain, is 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 unmatched. Yes, in its beauty. It is. And at that same stop, you start a thing called Fireside Chats, and that will be Facebook Live. But tell us a little bit about what that Fireside Chat is going to be about. About thirty seconds. <laughs> we, we the topic there will be the natural water movement. That's where we're going to start. That's where we had issues during Hurricane Joaquin and at that fireside chat. In fact, on that day, Lieutenant Governor Pam Abbott will join us. She'll hike uh, throughout the day with us, and then she'll be our special guest. So we'll be taking these subjects, taking questions, and having interaction on these important ecological issues impacting our state. And uh, and for those of them who want to go to Sassafras Mountain, that is a drive up there. You walk up a paved road to the observation deck, so it's it's one of those most accessible places in South Carolina if you really want to see what this state's about. So with that, I think we're about ready to wrap up this segment. Heading the third segment. Heading the third segment. Tom, doing a great job. I appreciate you doing this. And uh, folks, hang yes, on. Sir. We'll be back more with South Carolina Seven on the other side of the break. Find the key to paradise Taylor, he doesn't know what's coming, does he? No, he doesn't. All right, Tom, listen for just a minute. I'm sure you know who this is. Everybody in South Carolina knows who this is. Okay, here, here's the question. Is that Darius Rucker or is that Hootie and the Blowfish? 
it was a little low, but it sounded like my great hero who I've traveled around the world in my earbuds, Darius Rucker. There you go. Yes. <laughs> Taylor gets oh, another vote. Yes. I get another vote. Oh, yes. That feels so good. <laughs> you know, tr- truthfully, Darius doesn't know he's been to the top of most of the highest mountains on Earth. <laughs> I haven't had a chance to tell him that. But he, well, I don't go anywhere without Darius Rucker. Well, maybe when you get down to Charleston, you know he's he's down there a good bit, and you can you can tell him. We'll try to get Love him to out. Um, Love bragging on him. Yes, sir. Greatest, wonderful musician. Although you know, I will have to say his early music made me laugh, and his latter music makes me cry. And I just yeah. you know I just don't know how to reconcile those two. <laughs> Timing in life, I guess. Yeah, we're getting soft. <laughs> we are getting soft. No, we're not getting soft. We're getting just getting better. That's yeah, all. that's true. That's yeah, it. Well, moving from Sassafras Mountain, the fireside chat there, run through Roundtop Mountain, and we hit what is probably the newest I'd say the newest um natural wonder in South Carolina, Jocassi Gorgeous. How would you begin to talk about uh, something <laughs> as beautiful as Ducassie Gorge? As you know, I've hiked the Grand Canyon a few times too. So, well, what's it like? I, you know what? You're just going to have to go. Yes, yes. Ducassie <laughs> uh, Gorge is incredible. Yes, it uh, is. I guess the the Native American legend means place of the lost one, and I I think lost is not so much uh, geographically lost, but you can lose yourself in your own thoughts really begin to get back in touch with who you are and, and give yourself a groundedness when you're out there in that, in that part of the outdoors. It's just so incredibly beautiful. Um, named as one of the 50 of the last great places on earth by National Geographic. And it's just, you know, you, you really need to get out and see that regardless of your coast, Midlands or upstate. If you haven't been out, just go out for a short hike and find yourself uh, being lost, as the Native Americans used to say. You know, I did a whole show with Greg Lucas from South Carolina DNR on, and we got like a third of the way through the map of Joe Cassie Gorges, and I've got to get him back on. I know while everything was messed up, we decided to put it off. So if you can go back to the website, woodsandwatersc.com, and listen to the Greg Lucas and the whole show we did on just part of Joe Cassie Gorges, and there's so much more to get to. What a great place in South Carolina. Um Skip on, you go through a couple more passages. Um, you get to points at Reservoir, you have another fireside chat at Riverside Community. Yeah, we're really looking forward to talking about the um, resilient living, and we'll have guest speakers at each of these places, naturalists and others that have been involved. Resiliency, how do we live, how do we create resiliency strategies with with the changing environment that we have? You know, we South Carolina really is in a very unique spot, and I think it's a huge opportunity for us to demonstrate global leadership. We have waters coming out of the North Carolina water basins that are actually come up from storms coming through the Gulf. Right. We have nuisance flooding, just everyday flooding along the coast because of rising uh, sea levels, and we have the hurricanes coming off the coast. That's very different than most anywhere else on Earth. So we're talking about how do, how do you create and combine economic and environmental sustainability. Uh, we're not pushing strategies on people that they can't afford in the state. We're teaching people how to how to take care of the environment better while reducing your footprint and increasing your economic benefits. And so those are the kind of the messages that we're going to talk about along the trail, and that will be the first resilient living in South Carolina power plant. The governor, one of our, one of our ten leading recommendations coming out of the report was, 
we were going to plant uh, one million trees over ten years. So I met with him last year. He said, "Yeah, I love." Calls me Tomcat. Love that Tomcat. Million <laughs> trees. He said, "But we're going to do it in one year." I said, "Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Well, glad I didn't say ten million then." <laughs> <laughs> and so we're going to do it on one day, Arbor Day. We were going to do it on Earth Day. Of course, COVID kept us from doing right. that. But we will plant on December fourth, twenty twenty. South Carolina will have the largest single day planting in the history of the country. We're planting one million trees across South Carolina. And, um, you know, that's not just for carbon sequestration, but sequestering water from floods and rains. And so it's uh, be another great initiative for South Carolina to take the leadership on. Taylor, we got and some. And I give our great governor credit for that. We got some persimmon trees to plant at the farm. Yep. We do. Arbor Day. Remember That's that. It. We need to do it. it. <laughs> why, am I, why am I supposed to remember all this stuff? Because you're going to be helping me plant trees that uh, day, uh-huh, just so you okay. know. Okay. <laughs> Taylor, you got some work to put on. Oh, I, there's, <laughs> always, there's always, always work. Always work. Gracious. <laughs> so from Point Set Reservoir, you go to Cross Pas- Passage, which is where you have another fireside chat. Tell us about the topic well, of that. Oh, boy, we're excited about celebration of the Palmetto Trail. Uh, people in this state really benefit from the tremendous efforts of the Palmetto Trail, and their their folks have just been unbelievably helpful to us across South Carolina. We're going to be talking about that and, and also planting na- na- natural vegetation. This, too, has been a, a big issue for the governor. He's changing out um, the, uh, the plants at the governor's mansion, putting natural vegetation in, has put, created that as a real um, priority. And it's also very important along the uh, the coast where we're putting in more sweet grass, putting in uh, rebuilding a natural <laughs> habitat, which is yes. a lot of what we're trying to do is, uh, you know, what are those natural strategies that we can deploy that protect our environment while also uh, beautifying our environment? So we'll be talking about what are those kinds of plants that you can put out that are, are native to the area and are best suited for the area. So the celebration of Palmetto Trail, and planting natural vegetation. You spend a little bit of time at Camp Croft, the Croft Pass is exploration, and you go on the Entry Passage hike, which is another good one for people out there who explore. The Peak to Prosperity one is one that gets a lot of traction because of the Broad River Trussell, uh, built in 1890, uh, 1,110 feet long, and, uh, you know, Burned by General Sherman, or to keep Sherman from from burning across south most of South Carolina, you're going to have another fireside chat there at the Palmetto Trail headquarters. Yes, really excited about that. Our um, we started a nonprofit um, many years ago where we lead, we do a lot of our dive training and a lot of our outdoor activities every week for six months. We lead hikes on state parks and national forests for um, what we have is called our Adventurer Club. These are students, and we've done this to introduce, <laughs> to get children off the couch, away from the video games, and get them back in the outdoors. Okay. And it's just been amazing how we've incited the passions of these young kids to get outside. Um, this, this particular hike will be about childhood fitness and also adult fitness how do you get out like get out and take a walk we're going to talk about things i may do a little bit of you know bring in some of my training from army master fitness but showing people stretching and breathing and getting out enjoying that but also talking about we we really need greater health in the state when you look at some of the health statistics 
childhood obesity, uh, childhood diabetes, other other diseases that are created from, you know, a lack of active lifestyle. We hope to be able to address that and be a demonstration of doing that, not just somebody lecturing you from inside a, you know, library <laughs> <laughs> building. Yes, so, yeah. And it's going to be a wonderful. Uh, and we talk side. a lot of it. We talk a lot about the benefits of being outdoors, especially for the young people. We can't get enough of it. That's it. So from there, you head to Fort Jackson Passes, where you have another fireside chat. Go ahead and tell us about that topic. The um, just really, really excited. I spent a lot of years um, doing with drill. I was in the reserves out at Fort Jackson and, and hiking a number of those trails. And then we used uh, Camp McCready on the backside when I was commander of the State Guard. I love Fort Jackson. Uh, we're honored and pleased that we'll have um, the garrison commander join us for lunch out, out there. And we uh, have uh, Sheriff Leon Lott, the commander now of the State Guard, and we'll have a number of veterans. We've really focused in our travels on taking veterans with PTSD back out in the environment. We'll, we'll be talking about outdoor therapy for PTSD. Uh, two, I guess two years ago now, I led two retired Green Beret that were 100% disabled, dealing with some of these same issues on a climb up Denali in Alaska, and just witnessed um, them shedding a lot of that stress being out in the outdoors. So it was very palpable, and it became a passion of mine. Um, as a JAG officer, I, I never I never dealt with the type of um, people were shooting at me. It was because I was a bad lawyer, not because I was a bad soldier <laughs> or in a difficult place. Um, but it, we will focus on PTSD for our veterans, and it's something that we can't do enough of. We've been at war for a very long time now. We've got people, men and women, who are great heroes suffering from this. And so we will focus the talk, and then what can we do? coming out of this experience to help our veterans in our great state. And, you know, we're coming up on the 4th of July. We want to thank all of our veterans for their service, especially you, Tom, and those that are listening. And with that, we're going to run in the end of the third segment. So hang on. We're going to come back. We're going to get on our horses, folks, because we got like uh, four of these to get through in the next segment. So y'all hang on. We'll be right back with more Woods and Water, South Carolina. Quit looking at me like that. I just, it's I good wanna, music. I want to know what happened to the other good music. It's though. good music. It's good music. All right. Buckle up. This fourth segment. The last segment we have for this show to do on the South Carolina 7. Tom, I think we're going to try to do some weekly updates as you go through South Carolina during the month of July. That'll be fun to do. Um, Taylor, going to jump into it here. Yeah, we've got Congaree National Park, which is the fourth wonder of South Carolina that we'll be visiting. It is known as the Redwoods of the East. Tell me it's how a, excited y'all are about this. We really are excited. I mean, for it's the largest bottomland in North America, it boasts the tallest known species of 15 different trees. So it's a, just a remarkable area. It's very 
historic. It's um, it's beautiful. It's diverse, and we are really excited. And people, really, if you've not been there, it's it's right outside Columbia. Yes, <laughs> you probably if you blink, you pass it. <laughs> exactly right. But it is a just uh, in July. Just watch out for the brown wigglies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, we, we may see, may need a little bit of deep out there. There you go. <laughs> a little bit deep. Watch where you're putting your feet. But gosh, yeah, some of these yeah. tree heights, 150 feet tall. Yeah. I mean, it just, it's. 23 it, state it, champion it, trees. Yeah, it's just so rich. Yeah. That dirt down there is just so rich. Um, it's beautiful. It's going to be a great trip. The Watery Passage, which is one of my favorite ones on the. They they have just so you know, Tom. I know you know, but for everybody out there that doesn't know, the Watery Passage. We said this last week on the show has new decking on the the trussle across the river, and they cut the grass out there, so they're they're ready for you there. Uh, we roll on down Lake Marion Passage hike, which is a big one. Uh, then it's kind of cool. You you got a ceremony coming up at Bell Island Plantation Cemetery. That's that's neat. Tell us about that one. Um. But I really can't say enough about it. I mean, Brigadier General Francis Marion was, if you had to list the single greatest influences on us winning our independence during the Revolutionary War, he would be at the top of, of most everyone's list and in the top three of everyone's list. Yep. Uh, what he led with South Carolina militia um, can, cannot be overstated. He's considered the godfather of um, special forces in this country and is really um his guerrilla tactics really became a part of uh, military legend and lure we've we faced some of these same tactics around the world the united states as we've gone around that started with his his attacking and moving uh he he didn't really get the celebrity that he should have while he was alive um i was pleased to have served in in his post as commander for six years and I just felt like it, it was something that I think we should have an eternal flame on his gravesite. It's something I wanted when I was commander, and, and every chance I get, I like paying respects to the man who we really do owe our our freedom and our prosperity in this country. He's he's a great, great American, was a tremendous soldier and a, and a great influence on our, our winning our, our war of independence. The original Swamp Fox, and folks, if you ever see an F-16 from McIntyre National Guard base, you will see... The Swamp Fox on their fuselage, and I remember during Desert Storm and Desert Shield, it was so cool watching those guys over there thinking, yeah, those are our guys. Those are our South Carolina Swamp Foxes. Um, the sword. Yeah. So there you go, Lake Moultrie Passage, Swamp Fox Passage, which you're going to ride some horses down there, which is another way to get around South Carolina. The Allendahl Passage gets a lot of... of uh, uh, a lot of media with the the end there at Buckhall Recreation trailhead then we get down to fifth wonder of the world and god we're time to get away from us edisto river fifth wonder of south carolina it's gorgeous you know if you, if you think if you think um some of the movies prince of tides and you think about these black uh rivers uh, the edisto river is the longest uh free-flowing black river in north america it's um it's often shaded with trees with spanish moss it is just a gorgeous paddle and they've done a wonderful job setting up take-ins and take-outs along yes. so it's very easy to to pick how far you want to go it's just one of those areas that when you think of south carolina's low country uh, you're thinking of the edisto river yep 
And then day 27, we hit the sixth wonder of South Carolina, which is Bull Island, and that's the largest of four barrier islands. It's just a beautiful 5,000-acre um, maritime forest um, with fresh and brackish water in pounds and a beach area. Uh, six and a half mile uninhabited island. So we do have some beautiful places along our coast that are uninhabited. Some of the longest stretches of, of undeveloped property and the state has done a wonderful job of protecting those. Uh, we'll, we'll have a fireside chat there on floodwater issues and, and also up at the, um, on Edisto River on, the, on a new reservoir. We, we are challenged in South Carolina because of the floodwaters that come out of North Carolina's water basins. Up in the upstate where we'll start, we began to see waters coming out of North Carolina basins that created a cascading effect. You may remember during Joaquin where the, the dams broke and so as the water rushed down it got more and more challenging. We have that same problem up in uh, the PD in Marion County and Horry yes. County where the confluence of the lumber and the little PD come together in Nichols and we're looking at the possibility of a new lake in that area, control those waters and take advantage of them. So the governor said, we're going to make water our friend and we're going to figure out how to use this to our advantage, just like South Carolinians have done throughout the history of our great state. So we'll, we'll have a wonderful time touring Bull Island, talking about floodwater issues. We'll have a number of naturalists with us at that point and it'll be a great day in a beautiful part of the world. Day 28, July the 28th, 2020, the Ace Basin. Uh, if you've never heard that word before, you haven't been here long enough because it's the confluence, <laughs> the Ashapu, the Combahee, and the Edisto River. Uh, a real jewel and one of the largest undeveloped estuaries along the Atlantic coast. And as far as I'm concerned, one of the most beautiful in the world. Um, it, it again is 350,000 acre area. Uh, and it's known for its beautiful natural environment. I had to, had the pleasure and the honor of working for Fritz Hollings for a number of years. The first job I had was on the NOAA subcommittee, and a number of people in the state don't realize that Fritz Hollings created NOAA. He wrote the law that created the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. Wow. He was very involved in, in the set-aside and the work that went into protecting the Ace River Basin. And uh, so it's to see us protecting that, and and we want to highlight that. And as I said, it's one of those places that National Geographic has spoken about. It's recognized around the world, and yet we have people that live 100 miles from it who've never seen it. Yeah. And let me tell you what, in January and February, the waterfowl pile into that place. And if you're a photographer, it is one of the... <laughs> it is just a great place to go because there's a picture on every grass stem and in every little bit of water. It's incredible. Really encourage you to get out. It's another one of those places that will probably be a little bit warm in July. <laughs> but, and let me say, I hope it is because I've got my COVID-19 i got to lose. <laughs> so, I can't wait to get there. I got gotcha. you. Taylor, finish this up. So from there... Day, you hit day 29 at Cooper River Blackwater, and y'all get to go blackwater diving. And then day 30, that is the final day, you finish up at what looks like the South Carolina Aquarium. Would that be right? It is. The South Carolina Aquarium has really rolled in as a tremendous partner. It's a beautiful aquarium, one of the most beautiful in the world. They do a great job, not just with their displays, 
but also with their outreach and they have a number of educational programs. They too will be, be coming along on the trail every week doing Facebook. They have 50,000 some odd um, followers around the world. And so they'll be working and they have our finish line um, celebration. So we'll be hiking through Charleston and arrive there at the uh, park across the street and we'll have our final, um, final chat there. And uh, hopefully it'll be a center, uh, warmer, Sunnier time, <laughs> so, and, and I'll be done in the next week. I go to Alaska to air up. Taylor, now's your chance to ask if you can go with him. Yeah, can I, just, I, mean, I can like I can see if I can like tuck and roll into your suitcase and then yeah, see if I can come. fit. <laughs> she, uh, I hope you like tents. Oh, she's beating me up to get back to Alaska. Oh, it's, uh, that is that is truly a magnificent place on earth. But South Carolina is great, and we're we're done like two and a half minutes early. We did wow. that good. We made and, a good time. And I think we covered it all. Tom, is there anything that we missed? Anything that you want to uh, bring up or re, uh, re- go over again or emphasize? Well, I, I would like to welcome, thank you for your show and for all that y'all do. These are, you're really doing a tremendous service and, and, and raising awareness of these various issues. Um, check us out. South Carolina is uh, written out in the number seven. Uh, we will be presenting patches and certificates to those that follow us virtually. So follow us on Facebook. Uh, and when we get out, if you have questions along the way, feel free to contact me directly or other members of the team. We'll have a, a number of experts. We, we live, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't live for longevity. I figured I'd <laughs> die on top of one of these mountains. I'll, I'll turn 60 in Fort Jackson, which oh, is wow. a great place to celebrate on yes. July 15th. Um, and I can say with complete confidence, we do live in the most beautiful place on earth. We have tremendous assets. We've got a great governor who supports these things. Our lieutenant governor will be with us. It, it's not a partisan thing. This is not, this is about the environment is a nonpartisan issue. It's for everybody. And we're going to be out there and we hope to pull people away from their concerns just for a little while if they're watching us. Talk about these beautiful places that we have in the state and what we can do to come together to protect those healthier, uh, more protected environment. So we look forward to seeing you along the trail. And you're exactly right. Uh, the outdoors is apolitical. It is something for all of us to enjoy, all of us to protect, and all of us to, uh, as Teddy Roosevelt would have said, to have left in better shape for those that come after us. Absolutely. Well, Tom, I appreciate so much. I hope I haven't worn your voice out, um, but I appreciate you coming on. Uh, South Carolina 7, folks, is where to go. Tom, we will look forward to keeping catching up with you on the trail. We'll have you back on soon. That's right. We will talk to you soon. Thank you both, and look forward to seeing you soon. And uh, happy, happy trails. <laughs> happy trails to you too, sir. Thank you so much uh, for coming thank on. You. Thank you. And with that, that is uh, another show. So, y'all, um, take care. Make time to get out there. Take the back roads when you can. Don't be the camera. We'll see you back here next week with more Woods and Water, South Carolina. Perfect. Can't you see the sunshine? Can't you just feel the moonshine? Ain't he just like a friend of mine?